With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Ascended Radio, and I am your grateful host, Jessica Spencer. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. This is July 22nd, 2015, 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. Again, you're listening to Ascended Radio, and the call-in number, as always, is 347-996-3263. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's show is going to be called It Was the Best of Times, It Was the Worst of Times. It can be the best of times or the worst of times, depending on the perspective one chooses to hold. And this is something that came to me last week, and of course, there's so many uh, things that are coming to all of us at this time when you're kind of when you can slow down and, and uh, expand your your mind and and kind of just sit in the silence. And even when you're not in silence, there's just this voice inside of you that wants to express itself. And so it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And I think that it's very indicative of the paradigm that we are currently living in and the the free will choice that we have to live in whichever perspective we're choosing to shift into or to stay within. So I want to start off with this reference to the title, which is by, of course, Charles Dickens in A Tale of Two Cities. And uh, we're going to listen to a a little bit of a quote from A Tale of Two Cities um, that's indicative of it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. So it starts as, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness, it was the epic of belief, it was the epic of incredulity, it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. And I've talked about this on the show, and I'm sure many of you are are going through this, you know, you're going to see a lot of different aspects of vice or things that have happened that are coming to the surface to be healed because, you know, that's what's going on with the planet, right? The, the planet's literally raising its own vibration, and it's almost egoic to think that we could destroy this planet. We can definitely disrespect this planet, but this planet's going to shake us off as it has so many times if we can't. Uh, raise our same vibration or energetic field to the level that it is awakening itself to. And it's an organism, it's an energy field, it's a being just like we are, just like a tree is or just like an animal. And so it's a, it's a matter of respecting what we're living on. So, you know, we're going to go through a lot of these different changes. And for me, I can clearly see, you know, people around that are that are kind of growing into um, this whole shift, or some that are shying away from it. And so it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy that we see going on. And so for many of us who are waking up, you know, we've, we've kind of been these guinea pigs, so to speak, with this whole waking up process. And, you know, for a lot of us, we're most likely the first among our friends to, to awaken our family, our coworkers, 
And, you know, that sometimes we could have become ostracized because of it or even self-inflicted isolation. And I call that going into my cocoon when I just need to kind of shut the world out for a bit and be just with myself and and be in silence or just relax and rest and, and do what's peaceful for me. So, you know, it's been both empowering and full of wonder and, and excitement. Um, and for some, it's it's been, you know, some, some very challenging uh, kind of uh, chaotic times. Um, and, and that's kind of what happens in this whole birthing process or rebirthing process is you kind of have this, you know, kind of tumultuous time. And the last thing that a, a, a baby does usually to know, you know, that it's okay is it, it screams out, it might cry. And so... You know, it goes through those birthing pains, but it's a relief, you know, to that which was birthing it, to know that, okay, you're crying, I know that you're alive, I know that you're well. And then it settles into to being here, into this new transition, to this new world. And so that's kind of what we are, are going through right now. So it's been empowering, though, right? It has been exciting. So um, we've had to go first, and at times we've been, you know, it's been lonely to tell you the truth, right? A lot of us are kind of feeling that. And the more we expand, the more narrow the path and the more scarce the friends can be at times. But again, this, this, this is kind of indicative of how it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And for for those that are waking up, the worst, quote-unquote, worst of times um, that we can kind of point to are old paradigm measurements of what right or wrong is or good or bad or worst versus best, Right that kind of duality, you know, so you could look at it, you know, if you look at somebody who's waking up and you look at their life, and, you know, for me, for example, you know, I've had a lot of death happen recently in the last couple of years, my father, my both of my grandmothers, a first cousin, you know, great aunts, all within two years um, passed away, and so some from the outside say, gosh, that's the worst of times, and it's it's not, you know, it's not necessarily easy even when you know you know, that, that death is more than just what society has said it is, that there's more than just a physical body. Um, I am connected to them still. I'm very connected to my dad. Um, but, you know, for somebody else looking at it with those old paradigm types of eyes and senses, they're going to say, well, those are, those are the worst of times for sure. But for me, it's also been the best of times, you know, in the, way of, in, the, in the way of waking up and really seeing myself go through that process and facing it and coming through it more powerful than I was before and more connected than I was before. So that's indicative of it's the best of times, the worst of times. And as we said, you know, part of this, you know, we, because we went first, we're, we already know how to anticipate that, okay, you know, certain, certain things are going to come to the surface for us to heal that need to be balanced out, right? So we're, we've been doing that work for years, right? We've been releasing, we've been meditating, we've been you know, releasing our judgment and our fears and facing fears and transcending them. And, and we've been changing our language and we've been watching our, our thoughts, not only what we speak, but the words that we're speaking. Um, we've been, you know, raising our vibration, our understanding what frequencies that are and how to tune into that and connect. But for the rest of the world, it's shocking, right? Because they're kind of being thrusted into it, you know. It's just, you know, there, there, there's this energy of change and transformation that is about us. And for a lot of people that didn't do that individual work, it's it's looking chaotic for them because it's there is no time, right? And they were thinking there's this thing called time and it's linear and it's succinct and I can count on it and it goes like this, you know. And But now we're beginning to see you know, even from a historical perspective that time, calendars, all of that, they, they're 
Um, a lot of them are inaccurate, or the ones that were accurate were based on, uh, you know, the stars. They were based on solar systems. They were based on our connectivity to one another. And so, you know, for people that have not studied even history or science and or spirituality and haven't, you know, awoken, they've been sleepwalking, you know, it's going to look chaotic to them that, okay, you have this world that seems to be changing and really quickly, and then I'm this, you know, I haven't done all this relief yet, so the world is, is rising in vibration, and I'm this dense person that's kind of resisting and going against uh, the flow of things, and I'm not even aware that I'm doing it, but I can feel it. I can feel that, you know, everything is magnifying that density that I felt or that stress that I was feeling that I haven't released, that unforgiveness and that guilt and resentment that I that I have because I haven't woken up to what forgiveness really is or haven't understood, you know, why judgment is ignorance. You know, I haven't. I don't know how to bring about peace within my life when other things seem chaotic. So for them, it's just, you know, a big ball of, of of mess that's just circulating around them. They're trying to grab on to anything that makes sense anymore, but it's, it's already gone. You know, we don't, it's that time, those spokes in that tire are going so fast that it's hard to see it, you know, with your senses, with your eyes, and you just have to feel it. It's like, you, you know, sometimes people have to... Um, close their eyes, you, you'll see in movies, you might have seen Neo in The Matrix, or um, I believe it was a movie called Wanted with Angelina Jolie and another actor, and he has to move faster than a bullet, or he has to put his uh, his hands in this um, kind of trap, and he has to move his hands out as quickly as he can. But what does he do before he does it? He closes his eyes in order to do it, to release that fear. And that's what a lot of people, they close their eyes and they jump. Right? They don't want to see it. They don't want to see the bottom of it because that's going to scare them into paralysis. What they do is they close their eyes first and then they do it. And people have said that, you know, for a lot of people, whether they were born blind um, or whether they're deaf, a lot of times uh, other senses are, are, are more amplified. And so when we close our eyes, that's how we are a lot of times. That's why we meditate a lot of times with our eyes closed because that allows us to enhance our other abilities to connect on a deeper level without using those senses that are becoming obsolete. So I know I kind of got a little bit off subject there, but that's that's what the show is about, waking up and, and going in deep. But that's, you know, these are ways that it's, it's the worst times for some people. It's the best of times for others. And if you, you know, we become addicted to using those old tools of worry, doubt, fear, or just these patterns of living, of waking up, going to work, coming home, eating, taking a shower, and doing the same thing, that we've become robotic, you know. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So if we're not using our other senses and our other abilities, then we don't know that they're there. And so we don't even, we don't exercise them. It's not a part of our consciousness or our awareness. So therefore, we don't use them. And right now, the waking up process is calling us to to use those things. And so when we're looking at other people and we're wondering, God, you know, look at that psychic ability or look at their ability to use uh, telepathy or look at their ability to, to create on an artistic level. You know, there's a lot of people, you look at the music industry and there's some horrible music, right, that's really um, baseless. And and there's some really good uh there's really some really good artists out there, and there's really some good some music out there um, that is using higher level frequencies. There's an artist, an R&B artist, that I've always really enjoyed, and I recently realized that she uses the 
528 hertz frequency, hertz frequency of love. Um, and and she used the whole her whole last album. Her name is A. Marie. She used her whole last album to use that frequency of love that's scientifically proven to raise vibrations and to heal people. And this is, you know, this lady's probably 30 years old, 32 years old. She's an R&B singer. She's aware. She's awake. And she sends that vibrational frequency through this entire album. So when you're listening to it, you're getting that healing, loving vibrational frequency. So these are ways that we are really beginning to be in the in the best of times, and it's really a balance, right? It's really a balance between what it is that you want to experience, and you can raise your vibration, lift up, and you can experience the the height of the best of times, and you can you know release the anticipation that there's not enough to go around, that money doesn't go on trees, all of these things that we've used to keep ourselves and to keep reinforcing that there's a limited knowledge, that there's limited goods, that there's limited abundance, that there's limited love, and which keeps us in egoic competition for those things. When we realize that it comes and emanates from within and then it spreads outward, then we're living in the best of times. So I want to talk about and get into this and, and how it ties into obviously what we're going going through and I, I want to actually even relate it to something that, you know, the Bible, something that I'm not that uh, big on necessarily. It, it intrigues me because I, the parables and, and are, are interesting, and I definitely um, think that there is some truth to it, but I think that it's been misinterpreted, let's say. So I actually wrote a little something that I want to incorporate into the show, and then we're going to segue that into how it relates to being in the worst of times and the best of times. So so something that I wrote last week, it's not that people are speaking necessarily in parables. They were speaking from a higher intentional frequency that you had to evolve to in order to feel or resonate with. That's why people today have inaccurately in, interpreted what was divinely spoken. So you can simply hear it again with that that you know same six senses, right? You can simply just hear it because it was operating higher than your senses. So again, it's not that parables were being spoken. They're speaking from a higher intentional frequency that you had to evolve to in order to feel or resonate with. That's why people today have inaccurately interpreted what was divinely spoken because you couldn't simply hear it as it was operating at a level higher than your senses, right? So a lot of times, you know, we look back or we look to even, you know, spiritual quote-unquote gurus or, you know, people throughout history and or even, you know, take Jesus, for example. And, you know, society's done a really good job of actually separating us from people like that, you know, because it's almost blasphemous if you say, I want to be like that. I want to be even, even more loving than that. You know, I am that. You know, you're supposed to think that that's an unattainable um, embodiment or expression of what it is to be human, right? You're supposed to think that. And why would you think that? Why would that entity want you to think that? If that entity, named Jesus, thought that, then you'd be operating from ego, which ego is in competition. And so from that perspective, we can then see why people say God is an angry God, God is a, is a jealous God. Um, if, if vice existed for trillions of years before the advent or the emergence of human beings, then what was God doing before human beings called it God, right? 
God's not Christian. God is not Muslim. Those are all those are all ways that human beings have created to worship that which we call God. But it is not God. God is if God is omnipotent, then it is everything equally, equally in a balanced way. It's no more this than it is that. It's all of it equally, right? It didn't put itself in some things more than it put itself in others, right? That would create a lack of balance. So a lot of times when we look to these people and we're in awe of them, we're in awe of them because we think we, we have this hierarchical way of thinking, right, where we see us versus them. But if we see ourselves at them and them just expressing themselves in their unique way, then we receive it and we can be touched by it and we can then be called into action because of it. But you're not called into action when you're just studying what somebody said because it's not resonating with you fully in a way that causes you to act because you see yourself separate from that person. So you'll feel good in the moment but no action comes that you're not a better person because of it. You're not more patient with your spouse because of it. You're not more understanding of your children because of it because it was a, because there is a separation there, right? You were taught just to study them, not to become them. And so when we talk about these things like parables and we're in awe of them and they sound so poetic, but we don't really understand them. We just know it, sound, it sounds really good, right? Um when we when we do that we have to understand that these that these people that were able to embody this awakening, they had to rise to a certain level of understanding within themselves to be able to speak from that place that touches you in that way that has you continue to study what they said. Right? But that separation between you studying what they said and actually living it is what we want to close in on. That's that's what we are waking up to. We're closing that gap. We're no longer just um, comfortable or content in just studying these people or these belief systems even or the Bible or whatever it is. If the world's not getting better because of it, then we have to change our our perspective about it. We have to begin to go within ourselves and trust that we've learned enough that now we can demonstrate what we're learning and so that we can then speak from the place that is resonant with others the way that these parables and that the way that people in the Bible or in the Quran or in any, you know, holy doctrine that we might refer to are speaking, right? Because they're speaking to something. It's it's like when you hear a certain music. My mother's always talking about, you know, music and rhythm and, and drumming and how that does something to her soul. And it's what it's doing is it's resonating on a higher level, that higher self within her that is resonating with that beat, with those frequencies, and it's lighting something up. She's allowing herself to be a space in which that frequency can flourish. And her soul is then, it's like a call and response, right? And so she's closing that gap and dancing and participating in that frequency. She's not just being a bystander. She's not just saying, hey, I heard this good song. It was, it was great, and I'm forgetting about it. She's allowing it to to transform her and her in the moment that she's listening to it. And so these are ways that we can begin to awaken and that we can shift being in the best of times. If you know that, hey, that resonated with me on a deep level, whether it's a holy doctrine or whether it's music or whether it's another human being, jump into that energy if it resonates with you on that deeper level. Get to know it, participate in it, expand it, allow yourself to be expanded by it. And that's how we can 
change our perspective and begin to live only in the best of times. And the worst of times will be something that is obsolete. So we can also see here then how, you know, in speaking about parables and speaking about, you know, Charles Dickens and the Tale of Two Cities and, and how it was really indicative of what's going on right now. Again, if we if we go back to what I said, uh, the quote from the, the Tale of Two Cities, um, we can really see how it relates to what we're talking about on the show and what we're seeing in the world. You know, let's let's go back to that. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness, right? Can we not see that? Can we not see how, you know, we're seeing, even if you take technology, you take social media, um, it's an age of wisdom where you're being, you know, you're being exposed to so much information and knowledge that was hidden or that wasn't spoken about or wasn't shared across the world. I mean, you can reach out and talk to somebody in um, Morocco if you want or in, you know, Afghanistan or in Mexico if you want or in Alaska. It's the touch of a button. Then there's also a lot of foolishness going on in social media and with that technology, right? So it was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief. It was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light, right? Knowledge, everything coming to the light, light being shown upon uh, that which is coming to the surface. And it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. So for some, we're letting go, right? We're letting go of all of those things that no longer serve us. We're letting go of the winter of despair. We're letting go of the season of darkness. We're letting go of the epic of incredulity. Um, and we're letting go of foolishness, right? So we're experiencing the best of times. But for some that are hanging on, that are resisting, they're going to be experiencing some foolishness, right? They're going to be experiencing some darkness, um, until they're able to awaken to the, to that light within them, and then you know we can we can incorporate in there for people that do adhere to some of those belief systems. See how you know even what the what the Bible's talking about as far as the rapture and and referring to you know there's going to be a time in human history when you're going to have someone laying next to someone else or someone in a field standing next to someone else and one is going to be taken and one is going to is going to stay there. And the way that we've interpreted that incorrectly, because we're not coming from a space of our heart-centeredness or from, you know, our divine love. We're coming from an egoic, there's not enough to go around, I have to compete. We're, going, we're coming from that perspective, so we're looking at that as this person is going to stay in hell and this person is going to heaven. But if you shift your perspective, maybe it's just that this person is awakening to there being more than just this field to there being more than just this bed. I'm waking up and I want to live in the best of times. I want to rise up into a consciousness that exists on a higher level than this. Not necessarily that there's condemnation for it, but it's just, a, I, wow, my eyes are awake. I can see that the, the world has expanded. My own inner world has expanded. And so my experiences are going to reflect that, whereas this person that was standing next to me before can't see it. And not in a condemnation way, it's just they can't, let's say this, they may be able to see it, but they can't feel it. Right? And we want to feel it. You know, you want to feel, it's like what I'm feeling right now is, you know, the, the feeling of feeling like you're in love. You know, that feeling that you feel. 
when you let your guard down and you're vulnerable and you just let yourself go and you trust and you're in love and you feel that feeling, you're in connection, you're in in likeness, you're in uh you're just involved in this whole pool of you can feel that. And when you're standing on the outside and you're not allowing yourself to really go there and feel you know, that, that kind of bond with someone or that sort of connection, you're looking at it and you're not really participating in it, so you can't really feel that. You don't have that experience. So we want to begin to really look at that and look at how you can be standing next to someone. Like they say, you can you can have 10 people standing, or even let's go to two people standing there watching the same accident, and they'll have two different stories based on their perspective, right? It could be based on something that they've experienced in their past. It could be based on the way that they were... Um, viewing the accident because they had preconceived notions about it. It's, you know, whatever it is that comes into play, right? But when you just feel your way into it and you're not in competition to be right or wrong about your perspective because you've given up that need, you've given up that that perspective, you've given up misinterpreting um, the experience, because you're no longer coming from a place of ego, but you're coming from the heart-centeredness space, then you can really feel it, and you can really feel the world that we're living in, and you can rise above the need to be right and wrong, the need to be um, anything other than what you're being, right? Another way to look at it is we're moving from doing to being. When you raise your vibrational frequency, you don't need to do or say anything. You're just like this light bulb that once it's turned on, you're emanating, you're lighting up the whole room for everyone. It takes one light bulb to light up an entire room. That's you. You are that one light bulb. You notice that? It can be a huge room, and depending on the voltage, it can just take one light to light up a huge room. I know in my space that I live in, I have one light usually that I turn on in my living space, and I can see the television, I can see a book, I can I can write with that one light, I can you know, cook in that one light, I can do a lot of things in that one light, and that's what you have the opportunity to be. When you come out of that foolishness, come out of that darkness, and you awaken to your own inner light, and you allow that to light up the room, you allow that to light up the world. That's what we are moving into, and that's what we can change our perspective and participate in. And we, I, I, you know, one of the biggest things that I said, I say it on the show often, and it's something that you know came to me and that really resonates with me is move from study to demonstration. You know, put the books down. You studied enough. They called you in. The test uh, administrator called you in. There's no more time to study. You have this window of time to express yourself and to demonstrate what you've learned. So put the books down. Come in with just your pencil, whatever you need to express what you've learned. You don't get to bring in any of your books. You don't get to have an open book test. It's just you and your expression. How do you want to live it? So I'm going to leave that right there. And... uh, I think that was a, a powerful place to to leave that note on, and, and I hope that you'll bring your your expression or your pen and just yourself into this world and begin to demonstrate what it is that you've been studying and that you will allow others to do the same because there's more than enough to go around. 
We need all of the expression of light that we can possibly get at this time. And we can't do that through judgment. We can't do it through consolidation of, of time and compartmentalizement of gifts. We are to be the gift in the present, and the present is now. Test administrator called you. It's time to go into the room, and it's time to show us what you got. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will be again on next week, next Wednesday, the 29th of July at 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening to Ascended Radio, where we are authentically becoming our divine selves. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.